Are you a sole trader? Are you a small business owner? Do you like getting down and dirty with the side hustlers? Well, hey, this episode is for you if you are currently in the trenches of your endeavor or if you want to start a business and you want some encouragement, you want to know how to get those foundations in place. Well, today on the podcast, I'm joined by Daniel Canizaro from Papera. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about Papera, what it is, how it came about, and then we're going to answer some of your small business questions to see how Papera as a solution might be able to fit. Now, it's important to note, I actually haven't received any money for Papera and Daniel to come on the show today. I've invited him on because I really think the product has got a use uh, for a lot of small businesses and micro businesses. Uh, So just flagging that this is not sponsored content. I've not received any money yet. Uh, But Daniel, welcome to My Millennial Money. You ready to have a chat today? Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure being on the show. All right, let's get into it. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Daniel, founder and CEO of Papera, welcome. Tell us right now today what Papera is and who is it for? Thanks, Glenn. So Papera means fair wallet in Latin. Uh, it embodies our purpose, which is to help people make business easy. And we do that through offering a fairer, more transparent offering. Uh, we built Papera to serve sole traders and micro business owners. So that's people that have zero to four employees. But today it's grown where we can actually serve sole traders and company directors as well. And we also can do trusts as well. And so we look at how do we help small business owners better manage their money, looking at the spectrum of jobs that they need to do across running a business. Mm. So we help you set up your business, you get a business account, a debit card, invoicing, uh, card payments, bank payments, um, the ability to receive money by card. Uh, we also have a, a what we call Papera Earn, so you can earn a return on your money, where we've partnered with a big four bank to provide an interest rate. And we also offer the ability to uh, prepare uh, your taxes and lodge your taxes as well as a tax estimate and to put money aside, so tax savers as well. So effectively look at both um, business banking, accounting, invoicing and taxes all in one app. So it really is a one-stop shop for the solopreneur, the micro business. And I've said for so long to a lot of service-based businesses, right, the technology is there. So when you finish a job, like if you're a plumber or a tradie, rock up, send the invoice before you leave the job and even get payment. Done. Because small business rises and falls on cash flow. Exactly. So um, the way we like to think about the business is, is that the way people run a business, you can categorize in three or four what we call jobs to be done. So it's not about the products and features that you need from a solution. It's actually what are the four or five things that I need to think about when I'm doing business and managing my money for that business. We spoke to thousands of business owners when we were getting started. Four key things came out. One was uh, help me get paid simply and quickly. So what do you need for that? You need a bank account to receive the money. You need an invoicing tool to invoice and you need a way to get bank transfer or card payments. Help me understand my cash flow and maintain it. So what do you need for that? You need an insight to what's happening day in, day out in real time. And you need an ability to categorize your transactions in a meaningful way for your business. And so we built that as well. Mm. 
then it was help me understand my tax and reporting obligations. And so then we said, well, okay, wh- what are those obligations? Well, you need to, as you make money, you should understand what tax estimate you're facing into. You should be able to put that aside so you don't spend it. And so you have it there at the end of the financial year. And you should be able to save on that money as well. So it shouldn't just be idle. Uh, and we shouldn't need to expose you to an investment, mm. depending on your risk profile as well. And then the fourth one was around um, help me access products and services that are tailored to my needs as a business owner. And so we we are close to releasing a marketplace where you get an insurer, a, a legal services business. But think of all the different products and services that you need as a business owner. But you're looking for a trusted place where you can engage in those services. A lot of us, and I'm guilty of it too, you go to Google, where do I get um, put in product or service here? But you don't really know what you're getting. And um, one thing that's really important in the world of financial services is trust. Mm. And uh, we've seen an erosion of trust in the institutions over time. And there's a role that uh, new entrants such as ourselves can play in rebuilding that trust through a relationship with people. So we like to say that while we serve businesses, we actually serve people that run businesses. Mm. So when did uh, Papera start? Yeah, so um, Papera was founded in April 2020. Uh, so we're just over three and a half years old. Um, but the genesis of Papera started many years before that. So uh, I made sure a little Back bit of... in Latin times, I believe. <laughs> Papera does mean farewell in Latin, as I mentioned, but um, I'm actually originally uh, from Melbourne and right. um, I grew up in an Italian migrant family. Dad's an accountant, mum's a bookkeeper. And oh. so I had uh, tax returns around the dinner table at Riverdale. Yeah. Very exciting, I'm sure you can all imagine. But uh, I, I'm kind of grateful for that experience because it made me very curious about business and very curious about finance. And more broadly, being part of a migrant community, we didn't have terms such as uh, financial resilience or financial well-being back then. It was just money stressful for people. Mm. And as a as a, a teenager, I was wondering, why is it stressful? And how do I have to not worry about this in my life? And uh, the narrative, I guess, was like, work hard, study hard. So I did that. Um, I had an early career at, uh, at Ernst & Young in, in their management consulting business and started to specialize in financial services. But I didn't have any formal finance education. So then I went over to, um, I, I worked with them in growing out their wealth and asset management business across Asia Pac, was in Hong Kong, China, and Singapore. During all this time, uh, fintech was just coming into, into view as a term. And this was mm. like uh, 2012, 2013, or 14. And I was starting to become really passionate about how you could use technology to make money simpler for people to understand. I went over to London Business School to do my MBA. And just as I got there in 2016, the digital banks were starting there. And so I wanted to build a digital bank, but I had no idea where to start. Um, I ended up going deeper into strategy, finance, and entrepreneurship. Spent some time at Columbia Business School as well. And at the end of that experience, I actually wanted. I built a. I started up an AI tax advisor. It was my first startup, and um, and that I stopped that after a couple of months. It just got really hard really quickly. But what I was really passionate about was um, was building a, a service that could help people manage their money. So in 2019, I came back to Australia uh, with the concept of first building a consumer proposition. So that's when I first came across my millennial money because I wanted it to be built by the community. Yeah, And so um, I actually was on your forums looking at what were the key problems that people were facing. But the challenges with launching a consumer-driven proposition in Australia is that it's actually really hard to make money and maintain the infrastructure to do it. Um, so it was in 2020 where I pivoted the idea towards businesses and realized that business owners are the people that are underserved here in Australia. Mm. Um, we drive uh, 30% or more of, of GDP annually, but two in five of us fail every four years. Uh, we, never, we don't make it past that time. So if you or I want to run a business, but our, our failure rate is still quite high. And by the way, the main reason for failing is mismanagement of finances. Um, if you want to drive economic progress, and if you agree that economic progress is good for society and good for you and I, we live in a better community as a result of it, 
then you need to help people better manage their finances. Mm. And so that was the genesis and the story in Journey to Papera. Um, and I, I fundamentally believe that you have to start with an ability to have an account because that's where you receive money and where you pay money out of. And if we can understand your earning and spending behaviors, we can nudge you to better behaviors and help you on that journey. And so Papera today has evolved from an account and card and invoicing tool to then all the other solutions that I mentioned at the start. Yeah, I mean, you've been on quite the journey and I just looked up, you did join the My Millennial Money Facebook group on the 17th of July, my mum's birthday in 2019. So thanks for being a part of the group. Thank your you. lurky nature. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. Like everything that we try and do here is based off the back of the user-generated content and what people actually need and want, right? And I just love how you do have a solution for the small business owner. And also, if you really look at the commercial hat part of it, it's easier to get money from a business than a person because it's a commercial thing. We need to pay for this. It's a service where sometimes with a, a B2C offering, it's harder because there is more resistance and it might be a bit more of a luxury or something it, like that. The way we looked at it is that um, we want to provide a solution that adds value to you and it switches the conversation. So um, in traditional banking... The reason why uh, accounts are largely f free, or nothing's free, right? No, we that's know right. that. So exactly. if you're not paying for the solution, you're getting charged somewhere else. Yeah. And what, it's inherent in our name, a fair wallet. Uh, we didn't want to, we wanted to be transparent. And our value proposition is we help you sort your finances out. But equally, we need to build a business that's sustainable as well so we can keep helping you. Yeah. Um, and uh, what we found was actually businesses are willing to pay because the benefit and the value we provide is greater than the cost. And as long as that, equation holds true, then there's a sustainable business there. So effectively, if I really broke it down, it's a, an app that will track your income and expenses and also provide a transactional account for your business expenses and a savings account for your business savings. That's right. Yeah. But you're not a bank. We're not a bank. Okay. And so we can dive a bit into that. Let's as go well. into that yeah, because so there is a story there as well. So this is really important to understand the evolution of the industry and, uh, Forgive me if I start to go too technical, so just let me know if, if I do. Yeah, but right. um, if we go all the way back, so what, around problem solving, I really love to think about why do things exist, right? So the most profound thing that I read in a book um, was that uh, everything that we use and see today was, if it's not natural, it's built by another person. Mm. So why did banking and money come to, into existence? And it's all around the exchange of value. Mm. So how do we agree that something is worth something? And how do we make, remove that friction so then we can do business easier and make, thing, make things happen? So by having that um, consistency in the way we interact with each other makes, us, makes, it easier, makes things more efficient for us. But the reason why banks existed is actually to stimulate the economy. So they get capital from a central bank or a government and they lend it out. And so business banking or banking in general is about lending, which is why in the media we hear the lender did X or Y. Mm. They never really or they don't often say the bank. Um, because it's actually lending is what it's about. Mm. And so that means when you put your deposit with a bank, um, that money actually gets used by the bank and lent out and they pay you some interest in, in exchange. Many of your listeners probably already know this, but they make their money in what's called the net interest margin, the difference between what they lend out and what they give to you for, the, for that, uh, what they call balance sheet diversification. Or a, a spread. A, a spread, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. And um, so that's cool. Like That's the business of banking. But the business of doing business is more than just putting your money somewhere to, to, to receive it. And so a bank could add an invoicing solution to their mobile app. They could help you put money aside for taxes, uh, but they don't because that's not where they make money. Mm. 
And so then if we look at the other side, then, well, who's solving that other problem? Traditionally, uh, accounting platforms. But accounting platforms have evolved in such a way that they use accountants to acquire their customers. And therefore, they build tools that are built for, for accountants and finance managers, not for the business owner. So it's a great business model because the accountant gets the business owner to sign up to the tool, but the accountant's the one that uses it. And so you as the business owner now have a, a bank account that you pay fees for, sometimes hidden, sometimes transparent. And you have an accounting platform that you pay fees for, and you have an accountant that you pay fees for as well. And at the end of the day, you just want to know a few simple things. Who paid me? When did they pay me? When am I getting paid next? What am I paying for? How did that change over time? Do I have money? Don't I have money? And is my cash flow greater than zero? Mm. Am I in business? Mm. And that's why we said, well, you start with the account, you have a card, and then we can build everything else on top of that. So because you aren't a bank, you've used another bank and kind of put the software on top of that and kind of white-labeled one of their products? Yeah, so um, uh, in Australia, we use the term embedded finance. Globally, it's known as banking as a service. The terms consistently change. But what it effectively enables is a solution provider with a banking license or the ability to conduct banking activities, so I hold deposits, provides you with access to their accounts. Mm. And so uh, our we were the first fintech in Australia to be able to offer a solution powered by banking as a service our partners at the time was another bank um, called um, Vault Bank, and we had Rails Bank as a partner. That bank was a relatively new bank, and uh, about 12 months into being live with them, um, they unfortunately failed. Mm. So their, their license was taken away by, by, the, uh, APRA. Uh, by APRA. Yeah. And, um, and so we, this was mid-year last year, and we were very fortunate to be able to find a, an alternative solution partner being WISE, so uh, formerly TransferWISE that many of you would be familiar with. Mm. Um, so we use WISE for the issuance of the accounts. Um, so that means when you set up a Papera account and you onboard through our, our digital onboarding journey, it takes a couple of minutes. Um, the account that's in the background is actually a WISE account. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, and we also offer a, uh, a d- business debit card, which is a, a what they call a world card, which means you can spend anywhere in the world. There's no additional FX fee. Um, and so soon we'll also have multi-currency payments and accounts as well. So it's the WISE backend, basically. Effectively. And then you may say, well, why not go straight to WISE? Because then you get all the other stuff with us as well, so the tax and accounting piece um, and all the other insights. So you talked about um, another big four with savings. Yes. Um, so well, it's actually a Papera Earn product. Mm. Um, we effectively place that money into a, an underlying big four account, so Westpac's the bank behind that. Um, and we store money, we allow you to send money to that account, earn what is effectively an interest rate. So we call it a variable return. Um, and you get that money back as in as and when you need it. So um, when you're up on board to your Papera account, you'll have an AUD wallet. Uh, over time, there'll be other currencies there. You have your tax saver wallet. Um, depending on what plan you're on, you may have GST as well. And then you have your earn wallet. And when you put money there, it earns interest and you get it back. So why wouldn't the tax saver wallet be the earn wallet? That is purely from a uh, product perspective at the moment. So over time, it will become. Yeah, cool. Um, we've just separated that logic. Yeah, at the okay. Moment. Yeah. So when Vault went under, there would have been a few sleepless nights. So like um, none of your customers lost money. No, we well, need to yeah, say so that. Very important. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for highlighting that. So um, uh, it was all taken care of in a very controlled way. So um, uh, they're regulated by APRA. Wise is also regulated by APRA. Uh, that means that the regulator steps in. Uh, and people's funds are protected. Mm. So um, because we're not lending money, the money in the accounts 
are always there. So we don't have the risk and, and of, of losing the money as such. How do you make sure that doesn't happen again with Wise or Westpac? So you don't, I mean, there's not much you can do to control this happening. The best you can do from a due diligence perspective, uh, one is a big four bank going under in Australia yeah, would, be a, problems. would be a significant issue and, and not to, you know, there'd be problems for all of us in that instance. Um, and from a wise perspective, they're a uh, listed company um, in London. Uh, they have, they're a profitable business and we have act, an active dialogue with their team as well to understand what they're doing strategically as well. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, one of the reasons why I don't have really, really fresh startups on my podcast. Yes. Because I need a few years out in the in in the real world for things to settle and find their groove or make pivots or whatnot. And I think we need to go through this stuff and iron out any kinks. And yes. yeah, as you said, if Westpac go under, well, there's bigger problems. Um, and Wise, they're very well established and incumbent themselves. Yes. Um, so so we're using the same platform um, that Wise uses for their consumer and businesses today that yeah. we go to Wise. Which I use myself. Yeah. Um, yep. So did you want to add anything else before we move on? Uh, in terms of uh, banking system security? Oh, anything know. like, so when you outsource the bank accounts or the accounts to Westpac and Wise, do they, so they do the, the ledger and everything? Yeah, so um, it depends on how... Technically, you'd like me to get around this, but let's the the key point of doing it this way is that um, the solution provider uh, makes money in the way they historically make money. Yep, and so that's great. So um, if you if you have a banking license, you're interested in receiving deposits, mm. and that's or, or transactions. Um, but if you're a solution that's trying to help business owners manage their money through all the things that we spoke mm-hmm. about, we charge a subscription fee, and so for us um, maintaining the movement of money as a solution in the background is just the cost of providing the solution. It's like a server cost. And so we consume banking services like you do a, a, a server. I, I don't like to, because these podcasts, someone could listen to this in two years, and I don't love to stamp it with a cost, but yes. for a solopreneur, sole trader, not any, no employees, maybe the odd contractor, yeah. like how much would approximately someone need to pay a month to use your offering? Yeah, so we have um, we have three tiers to our plan. There's a $15 a month plan, which gets you most of the features on the platform today yep. uh, to make a timestamp on that. Yeah. Um, so that, that gets you the the account, the um, the debit card invoicing. You can get paid by card as well. We've got a Stripe integration for that. Awesome. So QR code or, or via the invoice. Um, there's a $35 a month tier. We call that our pro plan. The other one's called Run. Uh, the pro plan allows you to, we're releasing this week an AI uh, Baz preparer. So we'll take your transactions and the categorizations that you've made and we'll put that into a Baz estimate for you, mm. which you can then choose to lodge yourself. So for $35 a month, rather than going elsewhere where you need to pay a higher fee, you can get it done digitally for you. Mm. Now you need to have the trust and confidence in yourself that you are going to lodge that. And if you would like assistance with lodging it, we then have a $75 a month plan called our automate plan and we have a qualified accountant that reviews it and lodges it for you. Yeah. And that's in, in feedback to, thank you for helping me get paid, thank you for helping me understand my taxes, but I still have this last step of mm. the journey where I need to lodge them so I can get my return done. Mm. Is there a different with the interest rates on the earn account? Yes. If Is there a different rate if I sign up as a sole trader or a, a, 
an incorporated entity? There, there isn't, no. So um, firstly, we believe in financial access and inclusion. So uh, we don't want to give you a better deal because you're bigger or wealthier. You should get the same deal that someone else can access. Um, there are other specialist services that cater to different segments, but we we want you as the sole trader or as the single director of a company to be able to earn a return on your money um, that doesn't require you to go and seek an alternative platform or investment. Um, so it's it's important to us that we keep that consistent. Um, we may over time look to introduce other investment products that will be clearly labeled as an investment product and you'll need to be qualified for that to be able to invest. But um, at the moment, we're focusing on purely on cash. I would love to be on your committee on feedback on that proposal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in a previous life, I helped design and build robo-advisors. Yeah. There's a place for for risk and return. Um, I know you've got a financial planning uh, yeah. background. Um, for the people that we serve and help, that's not something that, that is of interest. Mm. It's more a focus on, well, if I open a, an account with a bank, I can't get interest on that account as a business. They don't pay it to me. Mm. Uh, there are some business accounts now in, in a higher interest environment which offer that, but they have all sorts of uh, kind of requirements, a minimum deposit, uh, a minimum time that it's locked up for. Mm. We, don't offer, we don't have any of that. So you can put a dollar in, uh, or you can put $10,000 in, it doesn't matter, and you can take that out when you want. My unsolicited comments and advice would be, why would you ever want to invest in an operating entity? So why would you want to generate a return through an operating entity? Yeah. People run businesses for lots of different reasons. Mm. Um, so it's less about our advice on that, but more so like mm. facilitating that for them. Yeah. So trust, for example, um, will look to open accounts where they want to invest. Yeah. Yeah, it could even be an SMSF. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think ordinarily, like if someone was a proprietary limited and that was their company, yeah. um, there's no way on the planet you'd want to do your long-term investing there are um, that, that treasury management solutions where they may want uh, access to a bond, so they may want to earn just a little bit more than what you would get from a, a, a term yeah, deposit. Dealing with like micro and small businesses and all that, like I've got a pretty big business, right? Yep. I'm still not digging around after that stuff. It's like cash, awesome, take money home, invest it. Yeah, and that's why it was really important to us to start off with if we were going to do a product that paid a return, we wanted it to be effectively cash. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's a really good solution because, you know, one of my business accounts is with a big four and I think the, this is amazing. They they give me a an interest rate of 0.5% over $5,000 in the account. Yeah. Like it's robbery. So with Papera Earn, you earn a variable return. Today it's 3.35%. Yeah, which is awesome for and an you'll incorporated get that, entity. Yeah, and you'll get that. Uh, the only time that changes is if the interest rate changes. Yeah. So uh, it held this month. So, um, mm. But every day, every month when the RBA meets, we track what happens and change it accordingly. Yeah, oh, well, that's good. But um, as you can see, everyone, like if you are in business, if you don't get your books sorted, your cash flow sorted, all that sorted, you won't last because you'll unravel and it'll be chaos. And this is why I've uh, wanted to talk to, to Daniel today. We'll take a break and we'll come back and answer some questions in a moment. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, we are back. Do you want to answer some questions that people have um, asked in the Facebook group? Happy to. Now, we'll say you've uh, been kind enough to give people a, a bit of a free trial. Yes. So three months free trial. We'll put a link in the show notes. Honestly, if you're running a business, it's okay to spend money to make your life easier because you'll end up earning more money because you'll be more focused on doing your core business, not trying to do your manual bookkeeping when you can get a solution like this that's all in one. Uh, our tagline, you know, just, um, make business easy so you can do more of what you love. It's see it as an investment in your business. Mm. Um, it's tax deductible. It's yeah. a business expense. It helps you run your business more efficiently, as you say. So we are we are offering uh, an extended free trial. Um, again, we want to provide an opportunity for people to experience it. We'd love to hear people's feedback as well. Mm. And there are no lock-ins. So if at any point you decide you don't want to use it anymore, we'll just close the account. Yeah, sweet. Shiloh, I think I met you in Tasmania at our event. Hello. I've just bought a 60-acre farm. Wow much. Uh, I will still be working at my regular job to start with and plan to build the business as its own entity rather than a sole trader. I have an appointment with a business planning slash accounting firm because I have no idea about small business finances. Uh, But I would really be interested in your thoughts about what not to do when you're first setting up everything. Probably a very vague question. Sorry. So any comments on that? Like we're starting a new business. Sounds like a bit of a hobby farm type. Yep. She might do events or rent, so it's operating entity in a, a proprietary limited company, it sounds like. Do you want to maybe just speak to that, like what not to do when you're first setting up everything? I think it's um, really important to, uh, well, firstly, seek advice when you're getting started. But uh, a really nice term that I've heard before, and I'll borrow it today, is um, start with the end in mind. Mm. So if the end in mind is that you're going to employ people and you're going to build this business up, you may want to sell it one day. Um, start as an incorporated entity. You may not want to build a business. So if we use a different scenario, you may never intend to employ anyone. Uh, You may just intend to do a business as a sole trader, and that's completely fine if that suits your needs as well. Mm. Um, In this particular instance, it sounds like they've got bigger plans and that they want to have potentially an entity in place. Probably a good idea to get some advice on whether that's a proprietary limited company, um, whether you want to consider more complex structures for tax purposes, so it, it really depends on what the end goal is of the business. Yeah. Well, it does seem like she's on the right track because she's meeting with an accountant, which is cool. Amy asked, because I did a post about this, she said, I'm confused. Is this a mix between zero and a bank? Yeah. So I did read through the questions and I've, I've replied to some of them as well. 
we we don't like to use the word bank. Um, in fact, we're not allowed to use the word bank because no. we are not a bank ourselves. So I just want to be really, really clear on that. Um, but we do provide banking services through the app and we've explained how. Yeah. So Papera is the, the mix of a, a business account plus high level features for zero. And so uh, how one of our members articulated to us, it's like a, a zero for business owners. Mm. Going back to the point that zero is actually built for finance managers and accountants. They have lots of complexity. But as a business owner, you, you don't need that complexity. You just want to know some basic things around your cash flow. And at reporting time and at tax time, yes, then you dive into the complexity. So we integrate with zero. We see them as a complementary product. But we are a solution that helps you achieve those key jobs we've done that we spoke about earlier. So realistically, if there was someone who was that sole trader or single person entity and they're out there on the road, they could use Papera because they find it easy. It's you know not wild and all that. Use the um, banking functions that you've got because you're not a bank. Yep. And feed that through to zero for their accountant to correct exactly to do their thing. So we the, yeah. the whole point is be able to do business on the go, but even be able to do dis- business from your desk. Mm. Um, so you've got your mobile, you can invoice, you can get paid. Um, you don't need to go to a branch. You can extract all the data and the categories that you've created and send them to your accountant if you're using one at tax time. Mm. And we allow you to uplo- upload receipts as well and track them within the app. So it's all there. Yeah, um, cool. And if you want to use zero, you can. But what we find a lot of businesses that we serve don't actually have an accounting platform yet. They're still in a stage where they can manage it themselves. Yeah, and this was a probably, I think, the logical first step for anyone. Yep. And I, I would even do it from, I would say try this from day one if you are starting a business because we know if you've got the business account, yes. number one, that's for your business. It's not for your personal stuff, just for business. And we know that it'll be easy to reconcile in the app because it's the same, same. Then you can get an invoice out of trust. You can scan and attach it to the transactions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We have this term of bank reconciliation, right? Mm. It's really painful for people. Yeah, yuck. It doesn't exist in the Papera world because there is no bank to reconcile with. Like mm. the transactions are there and it's reconciled. Yes. You've categorized it. So um, think about all the time that saves. Yeah. There's a question here from Carol. Does it support running two or more micro businesses at the same time? Too many logins to do the same thing, so looking for a solution where I can have multiple accounts on the same platform. Yeah, and I, I empathize with um, with Carol on that one, and I, I responded saying uh, we will eventually. Uh, we've started off with one ABN per member, so we call people members that are on the platform, member not customer. Customer is about exchanging money, making money off someone, a member is your part of something bigger, a community. Mm. So we, we allow our members to set up an account with an ABN. It doesn't have to be a micro business. It just needs, it's a business yeah. um, and it's a person running that business that's using it. And so we will eventually enable you to have multiple accounts. But today it's just one account per business. Yeah, sweet. Amneet says this, and it's kind of the same, like business is business. No matter you're selling, if you're a butcher, you're a baker, you're a candlestick maker, like the principles are the same. We're selling, we're paying expenses. Hopefully there's money left over, which equals profit. Yeah. Does Papera offer anything for a sole trader that's an eBay reseller? Yeah, I wasn't sure in terms of the specifics behind what what solution was required for eBay selling specifically. Mm. Um, the simple answer is we can serve a business that does business, as you say. So I would assume so, but I wasn't sure if they were looking for something specific as part of that. Maybe like integration from eBay or... We don't do that. We um, we enable you to get paid from anyone could pay you from any currency. Mm. Uh, eventually, we'll have multi currency wallets as well, which is handy because I use Wise because I pay uh, Nick Bradley, who hosts our investor podcast in America, Sarah, who hosts shows she's in New Zealand. Like, 
international contractors. Like, yeah. it'd be a really cool thing for those getting started to have that from day one. Well, our whole thing is actually the world has completely changed from some of these initial solutions when I developed where we're global. Mm. And you can do a podcast and do business with someone and you shouldn't be precluded by the old financial system around that. The solutions should be built to help you do what you need to do. Totally. And so uh, it should be borderless. Yeah. I mean, there's a question here from Jessica. I'm super keen for up to release business accounts because I want their savers. Yeah, so Papera, like you do have competitive savings rates. And I would also say I haven't seen ever the exact same rate you would get commercially as you would personally. Yeah, that's right. That's just the lay of the land. Well, Um, there's a good reason for that. So it goes back to how banks work. Yeah. Um, People that work in the retail bank do not work in a business bank and they have different targets that they're looking to meet. Yep. And the money that you can afford to pay a retail customer is different to the money you can afford to pay a business because you lend out that money and you make different spreads. Mm. Whereas we're not lending the money, it's sitting there and when you want it back, you can have it back. So um, uh, that's, that's the reason for that. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to outstay our welcome and, like, we've almost talked for 40 minutes anyway. It's gone very quickly. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you think Papera could help people from a just on-the-ground pain point? For me, it is that do a job, particularly if you're a mobile-type business and you're around, do a job, get paid before you leave. Done. Yeah. So, um, I was mentioned to you earlier that I did a session earlier today on, on mastering yeah. your finances and... Yeah. Um, I've done a couple of these sessions now and what usually comes up is is that people don't do business because they love finance. They do business because they love what they do. Mm. Sure, like people want to make money from it. We have to be commercial, as you say. But ultimately, it's about freeing you up to do more of what you love. To be able to do more of what you love, you need to be able to measure what you're doing so you can manage it more effectively. And if you can manage it effectively, well, then ultimately you can you can uh, withstand the, the ups and downs of doing business. And so ultimately, Papera is about helping people. And we just acknowledge as part of that, though, that you need the tools to be able to be empowered to do what you do. So ultimately, like, very open for anyone to connect that may want to chat mm-hmm. about business in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to download the app. You don't have to use it. We'd love for you to, but just equally happy to just chat with business owners and understand their challenges and see how we can help. Yeah, and this is the cool thing. Like You've been going for over two years now. You've really nailed that banking solution problem, yep. and that's very stable and all that. And because you are kind of growing, like the cool thing is with a tech company, you can add features all the time and you ask your users, hey, what's working on the ground? What isn't working? Yep. So grow your business with Papera. That's actually the whole, I mean, we didn't touch on this at the start, but uh, Papera was actually, uh, we started off our business by crowdfunding. Yeah. So we have over 360 investors that are everyday people Mm. that we wanted to give access to, to be part of the journey. And they helped build the product. So we had co-design sessions and we invited people it was COVID during the time, so yeah. we did virtual sessions. Yep. We said, okay, well, what are the key things that bother you? How can we help? Mm. And we built the product around that. And now today, those people, when they sign up, they can use the product as well, and they own a piece of it. And so therefore, they can be on that journey of wealth creation for themselves as well. So with crowdfunding, if I can just ask you some questions for my own yeah, please, benefits, yeah. if you had something you wanted to crowdfund, right, Yeah. do you effectively give it a value you do. A target yeah. value, yes. we think it's worth this. Yep. And then do you say, we want to crowdfund 30% of that? Like, how does it work? So, for example, if I wanted to get some finance off the table and invest back into my millennial money, right? Yes. I could say, look, I think my current entity, I'll make up a number so it's square, is worth a million dollars. Yep. Right? I want 
some control still. Yep. Um, I want to carve off 30%. Yep. And then what I would do, I would sell 30% of my millennial money to the crowd. Yep. So you, you, by, by taking a percentage approach, you're valuing the business. You're implying the value. Yep. Um, so let's assume that there's a valuation that's set and it's validated by a lead investor usually. And yep. so when we um, we used Equitize as the crowdfunding platform yep, based out of Sid- Sydney, yep. we had a really good experience. We were we raised a million dollars in around 10 days. Um, yeah, Just was, from crowd? Yep. Any institutional uh, money? No, no institutional money. Wow. We had um, we seeded the round with uh, $200,000 um, family, friends, high net worth individuals that knew me over time. Mm. And when we opened up to the crowd, we closed the first 800000 in eight days. And then we, um, we opened up again and uh, we did 200000 in three hours. So the momentum really built quickly and closed the round really quickly. But the mechanics of it were that we needed a lead to set the valuation. So you know, a fifth of the money raised was raised at a certain valuation and therefore everyone else then got those terms as well. But every platform's different. And so um, depending on who you work with, but ideally what you'd want is a verified valuation that makes sense for the market. So you can't just call yourself a $50 million company for the sake of it. Yeah, um, that's right. And so I'm mean, being extreme just to yes, yes, paint yes. the picture. But um, yeah. so for us, we, we uh, did it a five mil pre-money valuation, which was reasonable at the time for where the market was of our types of solutions. Yeah. Effectively ends up being uh, around about 18% that the shareholders of that round uh, owned of the business after the round. Because I'm really like... At a bit of a crossroads, I don't know what to do, whether I just keep lifestyling and all that stuff. But I recently purchased into a company on Birchall. So I put $5,000 into Pleasant State yep. via my family trust. So you'll see that there. Yep. And they've issued me 4,900 or whatever shares, right? That's right. So practically, if I... And maybe I need to just maybe chat with if you know someone at Birchall or something. Yep, I know the guys oh, as well. Or yep. whatever you think. Equitize, pro- Equitize. Yeah. I've used Equitize before to yep. invest in I things. don't represent any of them no, specifically, no, no, no. so I'm happy to just make introductions here. Um, because I legitimately, like, so the mechanics of it, so if Glenn James, because I own 100%, yes. if we call it a million dollars, like, do we tell people, like, yeah, we think my millennial money is worth a million dollars at the moment, we want to... You will need to set the valuation, yep. and you can set that through two ways. One is you, you could set it yourself. Yeah. Um, if it's reasonable and the platform yep. needs to accept that that's reasonable. Yep. So they will do some due diligence and say, well, Glenn, based on what you have here, we don't think that, or actually yep. we think it's more. Yep. Um, I don't know if they'd necessarily say it's, you think it's more, but it's, yep. you could take a reasonable valuation. You get a lead investor to put the first chunk of money in. So you can't, based on my experience, you can't just go to the crowd and say, we're starting at zero and mm. you know, I hope oh, that you, you give me all the money. I reckon you probably could depending on... It depends on the platform. So yeah. it's their license yeah, um, sure, sure, that they're sure. putting behind it. And so they need to verify that you have indeed a, a reputation. And for my millennial money, like there's lots of evidence to suggest mm. uh, what the valuation could be. But um, I guess to the point more around control, you'll have a constitution. Yes. And that constitution will state uh, what decision rights different shareholders have. Yes. And uh, typically what happens is if you raise crowdfunding and you've just started your business, you will structure the constitution in a way that will be friendly to the, to the crowdfunding shareholders that won't hold up the day-to-day business as well. Yeah, they'll just be different class of shares. In Australia, at least from my experience, if you're a retail investor, you're, ordinary, you're investing in ordinary shares. Right, okay, um, and interesting. So the way that shows up on your on your cap table is that you're an ordinary CSF investor, crowdsource funds, mm. and you're counted as 
an ordinary shareholder. Mm. Now, for the purposes of ASIC and their, and their reporting rules, um, all the CSF ordinary shares from a crowdfunder counted as one on your cap table, um, but they're all listed there. Right. So in practice, if I did call it million dollars, yep. went to the crowd and said, I want to sell 30%, yep. I've sold that 300000 then do I loan that back to the entity? Uh, no, you would, you would, it's, it's equity you're raising. It's directly, they're, they're investing directly into the entity. Right, yeah. right. So they, they become shareholders yes. of your business. Yeah. So I'm diluting my share. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're uh, putting money in to the entity buying yeah, in. Yeah, but you, you're diluting your share in the hope that actually by so virtue of you grow the pie and, and everyone makes Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like do you want a, a small part of something big or a big part of something small, like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, sorry. My mind was thinking but the I think other from way a, if I was selling rather than diluting. Well, uh, diluting and selling is um, the same thing if you remain in the business. So I'm selling yeah. shares to mm. the crowd um, mm. and therefore you become diluted. But if you sell the whole business mm. at the end of doing this, then no, but, and they, well, that's paid. what, like, yeah. yeah. But the other way, if they're um, if they're putting, f- if someone put, like me puts five thousand dollars in, yep. I've literally purchased a share, right? Yeah, that's right. Now that five thousand dollars goes to the previous owner. No, 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 it goes to the company. It goes to the that's company. R- yeah. So, so Glenn James might be the director of the yes. company and runs the company. Yep. Um, but that goes into working capital. Right. Uh, yes. 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 Company, yes. Or okay. your c- cash reserves. Yeah. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. And what you choose to do to that is governed by your board and constitution. Ideally, you wouldn't withdraw it and have a holiday with it, right? You'd put no, it to work based right. on uh, what you put in your investment thesis. So you need a um, investment memo as well that goes on the platform. Yep. And this is like, I, I do want to, I'm genuinely curious asking all this to someone who's done it before. Yeah. Because it's either for me, it's like keep the status quo or once I have a bit of a rest and... So when we started in 2020, so Papera exists in other markets. Mm. Um and it's papera like businesses are worth billions of dollars. Um, in Australia, we're at the very start of this fintech uh, revolution. We've 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 had a first wave, and they're larger the consumer folks businesses. You mentioned UpBank as part of that, a different collaboration again. A lot of our members call us the Up for Businesses because of that look and feel. Yeah, what's um, banking as a service basically? Yeah, built on top of Bendigo uh, Bank, and now is a part of it fully. But uh, so when we when we went to crowdfund at the start, there around the investment ecosystem, there wasn't yet an example of a business like Papera that they could look to and say, okay, we understand how this would be successful locally. Mm. And banking as a service in terms of how you bring it to market didn't exist here either. Mm. And so three years in, um, it's, a, it's different now, still very hard to build. But in terms of my millennial money, you have a community, you have a following. And in fact, why not allow people to benefit from that as well? Um, not to put you down, dedicate you to the path of crowdfunding, but uh, it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and but the thing I've got to reconcile is I would need to put together a board, maybe a little mini C suite, like do all that. You need at least uh, one other director. Yes. Yeah. So that that but that's that's it. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm probably I don't know if I can be bothered to do all that extra work to yeah, grow the and, company. And I think it goes back to the point that we got asked earlier, like what should I do when I'm getting started? It yeah. goes with the end in mind and. I think we discussed off air at the start. Once you take on investor money, that uh, it's a different business. That's right, and I don't like. I'm quite happy working a couple of days a week, floating around, not having any accountability. The only accountability I've got is to my audience to deliver a couple of episodes a week. <laughs> Have guys like me show up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not be too much of a dickhead along the way. But um, look, I've had a great chat. You can click the link in the show notes, download Papera. 
hey, here's the thing. If you've been wondering about, I want to start my own business, I want to do my own thing, use this as an opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to get serious and put something tangible together. I'm going to download Papera. There's a three-month trial. Just start to play in that and imagine that it is your thing. You might already have an ABN registered and, you know, not really be committed, but put this as a line in the sand like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing my idea and this will make it easier. Yeah, I think that's great, Glenn. People always ask me, Dan, you know, what would you advise to get started? Just start. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So yeah, there's a link in the show notes for a free three-month trial. Dan, thank you so much for joining us on My Millennial Money. Thank you very much, Glenn. Pleasure. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.